When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be well back with you on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We were at it yesterday, quite busy. Let me get my bleep together and dive in here on the StreamYard. Can watch us on ESPN Lincoln. Can also watch us on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter. Uh, find and follow us on Twitter at HVarsity Radio at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence, uh, where you find us on Twitter. Can email plenty of email that's been stacking up the last 24 to 48 hours. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. This is day one of the Mickey Joseph era. It is uh, another day to reflect on the state of Nebraska football. It is also day one of Oklahoma week, which is an, is a monster opportunity, not only for Mickey Joseph, but this for, for this football team to get flipped around. And I don't know how that happens at the rate that the defense is playing, but I like what I've seen from the offense. Uh, we can go there. Oh yeah. Nebraska lost Saturday night, but that's been, uh, commandeered by the opening, uh, the names you hear and know and want from a coaching carousel standpoint. And uh, we'll dive into some of the lessons from uh, the Moose slash Frost era. I know Moose has been gone, but this was his hire. You want to chime in? How are you feeling as a Nebraska fan a little more than 24 hours after the Trev Alberts press conference, 466-3776. Open phones for you all, hour one. Open phones for you, most of hour two. We got to get the X's and O's with uh, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. So we'll get Charlie's take on the game and the decision to move on from Frost. And we'll get Charlie's take, uh, of course, on, on Trev and what he's steering right now. But, Elijah, it is crazy. Uh, We have been through this a lot. Let's count them from Tom to Frank, from Frank to Billy C., from Billy C. to Bo, from Bo to Grandpa Worthers. (laughs) Nice man. Uh, And from Grandpa Worthers to Frosty, and from Frosty to Mickey Joseph. That is seven. Whether Mickey keeps it full time or is a band aid, we shall see. Who's with us? We got Bob on the line. Bob, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Smitty. Good afternoon. Good to spend time with you, Bob. What do you think? 
Well, I say it like this: Thank God, in Greyhound, he's gone. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, he's probably a very nice person, but he's proven that he's, but that he's not the coach for Nebraska. Um, I'm tired of all the failure. You know, it just nothing has seemed to have gotten any better. I raised my head up once at the beginning of the year with a with a new hire thinking, well, I got a little bit of hope. Of course, that was immediately squashed mm-hmm. with the Northwestern game. And then the uh, North Dakota State game and sure didn't make me feel good with them being tied at, at, at the end of the half. And by the way, I don't believe in the fans booing the team. That's just unacceptable in my opinion. But for this game, ah, you know, that was just the last straw. I I told my wife uh, after the game that something's got to happen. He's got to go because, mm-hmm. you know, um, now we got Mickey Joseph, who was a very good quarterback for Nebraska. I remember some of those games, particularly I remember that horrible game when he was pushed viciously into the sideline mm-hmm. and really got hurt against I believe it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, it was Oklahoma, Bob, in 1990, and, and uh, that laceration wasn't good. So no. Mickey, Mickey has got the keys. Mickey's got the, uh, the the motivation, and Mickey's got the guys excited. Bob, thanks for listening, Bud. Appreciate your take. And okay. We'll uh, we'll hear from you again. Can uh, join us today here on Hale Varsity Radio. Reaction to. Uh, Trev, moving on from from Scott, if you weren't a part of the conversation yesterday, and we'll also dive into uh, Nebraska's next move, as in Saturday. What's that move turn into? What does that move turn into? If you are put on hold, stay there. Elijah will get your name. We'll get you on. Also, numbers to get in when you hear us in different parts of the state, one 800 That's toll-free for you, and uh, welcome for you to call in. Who do we got, Elijah? We got Chris. Chris, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I mean, I I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, but I don't think Mickey's a serious candidate. You know, he's not a young man whatsoever, um, and he's got no experience whatsoever as a head coach. um, And and being just a position coach. And then uh, I, I also, you know, the, and the thing about that game, what I was going to say, uh, if, you know, they had, if what hadn't happened and had, didn't, uh, as far as, as Frost losing his job, was that, I mean, Georgia Southern, I wouldn't say they dominated the, that game, but they controlled it. Pretty they close. They, 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 they looked like won a, by double digits. They looked like Ohio State out there, man. Yeah. Rather yeah. than throwing I, the ball. Know, they should have won by double digits if they didn't keep shooting themselves you know, in the foot. Mm-hmm. And that was a first-year coach, second game. So yep. I don't want to hear any business about how it takes five years. Well, First-year coach, second game, completely new offense. Uh, I went back and, uh, and looked at the stats, and I went back to 1998 because I didn't think I needed to go any, any further than that based on what I know about the defenses before that. And it's at least the most yards Nebraska's given up in a game since 1998, 643. 
Yeah, and that was the Louisiana Tech game uh, with Tim Rattay and, and Edwards, who still has the record. I think he goes back to 56. I was going to say, I, I only went back as far as 98 because I said, you know what? I don't think I need to go back any further than this. I doubt anyone in the 90s got over that. Yeah, Chris, yeah. let me ask you this real quick. And, and yes. I, I'm, Mickey's got a ton of experience. He just has a year of head coaching experience, mm-hmm. not at a Division One level. You don't think his years and decades – what, what if Mickey goes, and we're going to get into this, Elijah, real, real quickly. What if, what if Mickey pulls off a 7-2 and two for you? Yeah, I, I would say that that does change things. If, okay. If he does a 7-2 and two or better, that, that's all. Okay. Kind of changes the, the picture, but still, you know, this is Trev's big hire. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the reasons he really had to fire Frost when he did was if he keeps on letting them go, you know, he's given him that extension. That kind of becomes his hire. So he kind of gave him this leash, uh, and it was obviously a very short leash. Um, and the longer he would have let Frost go, the more Frost would have been his hire. Well, you, 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 in a way. you you're so either this would be his second hire coming up here. You're Usually letting an athletic director. He, he inherited. He inherited Scott. It was never going to be his hire. He didn't make the hire, but you got to put a stop to it if it didn't go in the right direction. Right. And he did but that. He extended him too. When when a lot of people were saying last year, you know, this just isn't. He didn't extend. He never. He never you know. extended Scott. He gave no. him. He gave him the family discount of. Well, you get an extra year to 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 fix this with new coaches you hired. But nobody else goes four years with such a bad record absolutely. And, and isn't fired. So you're, you're absolutely that's what I mean right. By gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha. You know, he, he, you, you know, as an athletic director, you only get at most two football head coaches. If one fails and then another one fails, you know, and sometimes it's even a shorter leash. Yep, so Chris, he's got to go with a proven commodity. Well, um, you got to you got to be able to get one here for Mickey to do that. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate thanks. it. Let, let's talk about this for a minute. We'll get to more of your phone calls. Number to get in at four six six three seven seven six. Who's with us, real quick? We have F bomb Brian. Okay, F bomb Brian. Don't uh, F bomb, but uh, your take on the game and a thought on uh, the movement uh, away from Frost. Well, I didn't find out for, about Frost until two hours after it happened because I was still hungover. Uh, and then here's my take, okay? I got two takes really quick. Mickey Joseph, uh, Trev Albert said that, oh, yeah, it's Mickey's team now. Mickey can do whatever. What that says to me is let's get rid of Chins and let's get rid of Zach Duvall because we can't get people off the damn line. You can't, they haven't done it all season. Why you, you say, oh, well, Zach Duvall's doing so great, blah, blah, blah. Okay, then why are we getting overpowered by powder puff football teams? I don't have an answer for you other than there's got to be some sort of accountability on the line with, yeah. with, with doing the work yourself. Because they've been in the weight room. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing. I'd argue it's not yeah. a problem that this team doesn't have athletes. It's a problem that these athletes have not been developed into football players. You can put and, great and athletes on the line of scrimmage, but if they're not football players, they're going to struggle. They don't look athletic on the line, though. Mm. And and I was listening. Sorry, I know this mm-hmm. may be competition, but I was listening to Husker Online, and Sean Callahan was talking, and the, those guys were talking about that the next coaching hire should be a developer and mm-hmm. not a recruiter. 
It's got to be. Which, well, it's well, got to be both, but it's got to be a developer yeah. first. And I'd, I'd caution against that slightly because look at what I mean. The the the, the overreaction to Bo Pelini and his antics was to bring in the nicest guy ever in Mike Riley, and you saw how that worked out. And there's no there was no energy, and then the overreaction to Mike Riley was, well, let's bring in the guy that has the most energy surrounding him right now in the coaching cycle. That's Scott Frost, and I don't disagree with the hire at the time, but you got to shy away from overreactions in in the coaching world. Never going it's for always a, a pendulum higher. You you can't usually. go pendulum. You have to find the guy who's right for the program and Nebraska hasn't done that I'd say dating back to I mean you could maybe argue that Bo Pelini they they didn't do that since 2008 yeah Bill O'Brien hey that's a name we'll talk about it Bill O'Brien F-bomb Brian thanks for the call bud appreciate it I I, I don't discount Bill O'Brien Bill O'Brien's an angry dude okay but he also won with uh, Sandusky sanctions Mm -hmm. he he was incredible uh, when he had to be perfect in the recruiting world, and all he did was leave Saquon and really good defensive lineman <laughs> and a good quarterback, and he left a lot for for James Franklin. And to go eight and four a year after the the nuclear bomb that Penn State totally deserved, wow! Can we, can and we, he's and he's and he's in Bama, but man, and I don't know that he's going back to the NFL anytime soon. So I like him. I really like him. I like Campbell. I like Leopold. Those are my three. But here's my thing. I can't make my mind up on who I want. Well, can I just say that that any discussion about names right now, aside from a, a prospective conversation, we're, we're wasting our time right now. Do you know how much can change between now and – I mean, I feel like the date when you have to have somebody ready to go is mid-November. If you're going to be making a change, that's, when you, have signed. To, that's when you have to get it signed. But until then, there's so much that can change. And – Anything more than just throwing names out there, like if you're locking yourself in on a candidate right now, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. The amount that college football and coaching situations can change between now and mid-November is huge. I mean, look at the upsets that happened this weekend. There could be some big name coaches out of a job come November. Four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Elijah, who do we have with us? He is checking a line uh, open for you at four six six three seven seven six. But reaction to the game, reaction to Trev firing Scott Frost. My thought is this: uh, it was time to go. Uh, I think the uh, the plan was starting to be put in motion after Ireland because of how that shook out. And then uh, one more slip up was the end. Trev had to do it. Trev had to do it for the student athletes. Totally believe that, but I just don't think things were cordial as much as they needed to be or could have been between Trev and Scott. And you've got a guy in Frost that came in without a uh, a landlord that was there, i.e. the absentee landlord and Bill Moose. And Bill is gone, and I liked Bill as a dude, but if you were going to make the Scott Frost hire in hindsight, you needed somebody that was there to... Keep an eye on him, okay? And and Bill Moose was not that guy. You, you, you get Trev for Bill, and Trev's going to make you work, right? And and he's your boss. You can't can't have your boss come down to your cubicle, and 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 you can't tell your boss to make an appointment with your secretary. That that's one urban legend that's out there. Day one, that that Frost is back from vacation. And, and Trev's in the office. Hey, uh, I'm trying to see Scott. Yeah, he, you need to make an appointment. That's what he said. I don't... That's hilarious. 
<laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but that's hilarious. Who's with us? Before we get out of here, let's get Will on the line. Will, got 60 seconds for you, brother. Uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, glad you're back, Smitty. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, one thing I just got to put out there, team trumps talent all the time. We've got too many individual talented players on each side of the ball, mostly the defensive side where – the team just stands around and hopes the talent's making the play because the coach has favored them a little bit from the NIL and the, and the transfer mm-hmm. portal. And when you don't have a, a group of guys that want to play together as one, you end up with big holes in your defense. Like we have guys watching the other guy. Oh, the talent's going to make the play. You understand what I'm trying to say? I hope. Absolutely. It, 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 it's the old adage of, are you playing for the, the name on the front or the name on the back? Yep, exactly. And, uh, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I've made the mistake bringing in a good player on some of the teams I've coached, and then all of a sudden the rest of the team that used to be really good isn't good anymore. You know what I mean? So I get you. I they've get got you. it. they just got to find the right guy that can bring them together, and I'm a firm believer that Mickey Joseph can do it. And this, this weekend, early prediction, Nebraska 24, Oklahoma 14. Love it. <laughs> well, if they find a defense that holds Boomer to 14, yep, exactly. God love you, Will. I, I hear you, buddy. Take Appreciate care. you. All right. Uh, more phone calls from you. Hale Varsity continues. Charlie McBride an hour away. There's nothing better than enjoying some sun with a drink and hot dog in hand, taking in America's pastime. Whether you're here for the baseball or the entertainment that comes with it, Werner Park is the place to be. The Omaha Storm Chasers have a handful of home games remaining, so get your tickets before it's too late. Give yourself something to look forward to as the summer winds down. Don't miss this opportunity to make lifelong memories with family and friends. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Uh, more chances for you. The aftermath of the Alberts decision. Scott Frost no longer at Nebraska, and we can for sure look ahead. Mickey Joseph, his era. What can Mickey do for you? About 11 o'clock on Saturday with Big Noon here. A lot of names, Elijah, and uh, a lot of candidates. Uh, I believe there's uh, a number of uh, folks <laughs> that uh, that would be interested, uh, that, that, that might be interested, and that m- might take a phone call from Trev. And, and it's a topic of discussion with with Nebraska fans. And, and, it's, and it's interesting where... Where's Nebraska at? We have a, 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 a thought process and a, really a standard. We always think of the Nebraska job as a blue blood job. Mm-hmm. And that's just from, from growing up here, looking at it, and seeing two different guys win national championships. You can win and, and do really good things at Nebraska. From a national standpoint, the world college football has continued to, to evolve and one thing that hasn't is is your talent base in like it's gotten better in Lincoln, Central Nebraska, Omaha. I'm not saying it's it's bad. It's really good football. I think there's really good athletes and talent. So much so that out of state um, out of out of state spots from the SEC, from the Pac-12, from the SEC, they're coming into Lincoln, and they've gotten kids. But I, I think you have a, a number of, of high school kids that may not be doing football. You've, th- there's, a, there's a ton more kids that are just not doing football, too. That's also a reality, unfortunately. So I, I think that Nebraska is a hard sell, but it, it's still sellable. And, and you've got the Urban Meyer name that's out there. You've got the, 
uh, name of uh, a guy like Stoops that's at Kentucky that, that's very proven at Kentucky. Also, in the, probably the best job in America in terms of where his recruiting bed lies and uh, what the expectations are around Ohio Kentucky. Ohio Valley, yes. Kentucky and, Valley, and yes. And you can go eight and four every single season and no one's going to bat an eye. Plus, you're making good money. I think he's up over $6 million a year at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's a great job. Yep. Hard to be hard to prime out of there. And, and I think the, the reality, we had a couple callers ago say, give me Bill O'Brien. Look, listen, Bill O'Brien's gettable. Partly because he's used to being a head coach in the NFL and at Penn State. He knows the Big Ten. He'll do well. Now, Bill O'Brien, the other part of this is you can only work for Saban so long before you're ready to jump in front of a train. Seriously. Because he's just he's a tyrant. And I mean that complimentary. The guy's cranking out national championships. But you can only work there so long. And, and honestly... I, I told you I didn't know where I where I'm going. I gave you I gave you Bill O'Brien. I gave you Leopold. I gave you Campbell. I love Matty Campbell, but I think the guy. I think Calhoun's money at Air Force, and I love Leopold. I don't care that he's at Kansas. I don't care that he went two and ten last year. I think any listen. It doesn't have to be a Nebraska guy, because that's not worked. It just didn't work. But it, it, it's okay to be the right Nebraska guy, and I count. Leopold is one of those guys. And one thing I have heard in this discussion is, well, Nebraska needs a guy who's going to move the needle on a national scale. Trev doesn't care about that. Trev doesn't care about that. You know what's going to move the needle on a national scale? Wins. Yeah. A guy who comes in and takes Nebraska to a bowl game in his first season. A guy who can come and get Nebraska a 10-2 season within his first four. That's what's going to move the needle. And the only guy that does that is the right guy. Not a guy who comes in and and gets all the national talking heads saying, wow, that's a great hire. Nebraska just had that. It didn't work. Nebraska, right. And, and it, it came down to ego, came down to hubris, and it came down to a guy that I'm not saying Scott doesn't know football or isn't good at football coaching, but is a head guy and a runner of a program, giant mess. You need a guy who's, gonna, who's a proven program builder. That's the best way to put it. A guy like Matt Campbell, who's taken a very difficult job at, at Iowa State and turned them into, uh, what is it, four or five straight years of bowl appearances at mm-hmm. Iowa State? That's hard to do. It gets down to the standard in Nebraska fan. When, when, you, when, you, when you come back and start winning again, what are you willing to accept? What's your bare minimum? Because guys have been run out wrongfully because nine or ten wasn't enough. Blow out here, blow out there, not enough. Guy's a psycho on the sideline. Can't take that. Guess what? He was winning and putting guys in the NFL. Well, Frank's not T.O. Got to blow him out because, damn it, the, the best K-State team in, ever uh, and almost played for a national championship chip team drilled you. I mean, okay, Nebraska's getting a little bit of football karma here because you're the, also the only program to whack to 10-win guys. Okay, in this seven uh, coach uh, game of blackjack we're doing. With us is Brennan. Brennan, thanks for hanging on. If you're on hold, stay there. Brennan, go ahead. Yes, sir. I am here. Yep, you're on the air. Go ahead. Awesome. Uh, Well, hey, first off, I I, uh, finally hung my Nebraska flag back up. I felt okay to do that. Um, But I really want to compliment, I guess, make a compliment on how Trev Alberts handled this uh, firing um, gives me and I'm, I'm guessing the rest of the program and fan base hope that we have the right guy at the top, but it seemed like he handled this from a fan perspective first instead of an AD perspective. I, I got to think if he was an AD first, he maybe would have waited until that buyout 
um, to save some some money, but he knew there was a lot on the line and and it was time for a change. Uh, So well-spoken guy. I I feel comfortable that we have the right guy in place. I really hope Mickey does well over the course of these next nine games. And uh, I, I guess I... I trust that Trev's going to make the right decision and put the next guy in place that's that's going to get us to where we want to be. Brett, I think you're you're right on with the, 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 the Trev trust part. And being a guy who covers Nebraska football, there's been way too many athletic directors and coaches. <laughs> and and Trev, Trev gets it. Trev's perspective is what's brilliant here because he's played it. He's been drafted. He's been a Butkus winner. He's had to make tough calls in UNO, and I know that fires some folks up in Omaha still. Totally get it. But, but Trev is, is, again, the end of his press conference was, was the sticking the landing part after a great routine and that uh, no one's bigger than the program. That might have been a little more insight to Scott. And the other part of it, too, is he's not bigger than the program. As great as he was and the chair he sits in, he's got to, uh, got to make the right call for the program. He did that short term by moving on from Scott and putting Mickey in with a little bit of juice and some momentum, potentially from a motivational standpoint, different voice. But uh, that's, that's what is going to ring through to me when it comes to this next hire, whether Mickey wins the job or Trev has to go somewhere else. No one's bigger than the program. And this next hire is truly, we thought, all right, if, if Scott gets the opportunity, he can get Nebraska, air quote, back. Well, it uh, didn't happen. Uh, too big a gig for him, okay? Uh, this next hire may truly, truly, truly make or break Nebraska from the, the landscape of college football and competitive discussion point. They'll always have money. They'll always have brand. They'll always have that blue blood status to many. But you got you to gotta kind of start climbing out of the gutter now. It's, it's really the, the time is now to do it after whatever next transition happens. Thanks for the phone call. Good stuff. Numbers to get in at 466-3776, 466-3776. Toll free where you hear us on the Hale Varsity Network, 1-800-825-5865. Let's go to John. John's been hanging on. John, go ahead. How are you? I respect you as sportcaster, and your awards uh, speak for itself. And I go back almost, I'm almost 80, and I go back to knowing Chippy Dye Jr., who brought in Bob Devaney. And the thing that really disappoints me is the candor of the press, you know, everything newspaper, magazine, radio, and television. And um, I had made comments, you know, uh, about. Riley and, you know, and about other coaches, and they just sort of poo-poo you. And I know I made some comments a couple weeks ago. They were not negative, but I made some comments, and there were some people on your morning show, and they just acted like there really wasn't much going on. And people want to trust the people that are selling, you know, Buicks and beer, and when the people uh, are out there with no clue, and that, I'm not – you know what's going on. You are at the top of the line, and I don't. John, know you're not a paid caller, just so we get the audience. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm not. And and I sort of look at the negative a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. But I try to be fair. Mm-hmm. And all I'm hoping is that things 
work out and we give everybody a chance. But we're going to have another situation like this with the basketball program. And I hope they're fair and put the basketball coach up to the same standard mm-hmm. that uh, Coach Coach Frost was put up to. And I think Scott did the best that he could with what he had. And I don't think people realize how down our program was. I thought you know? it was, John, it was, it was really down. I don't doubt that from a... Uh, a, a culture standpoint, meaning that you have an NFL-minded coach with no curfew for college kids, that's that's a nightmare waiting to happen. But when you take over, you can only throw the previous staff under the bus uh, before you start winning so often and so long. That never happened. And it's sure. you, you've, got sure. two, you've got two different tenures that didn't really mesh except – for about a four-game spurt at the end of 2018. Sure, I agree. Well, you keep up letting people know, and I really appreciate that. But one last comment. Mm-hmm. Osborne didn't have a, a rosy thing, too. He had some problems, and he had some problems when he was forced out to bring Frank Solich in. He wanted to coach a couple more years. and uh, He, he so uh, gave Frank his word. personality yeah. conflicts. Yep, absolutely. How do you manage them? Appreciate it, John. Thanks for that phone call. Number to get in, 466-3776-800-825-5865. That is the sweet spot, Elijah. I've just been informed. If you're uh, listening, Chip sent an email in and uh, can email. We'll get to your emails, chris at hailvarsity.com on uh, where Nebraska goes next. Uh, Mickey is... Going to get a full opportunity. That's big time. And what's Mickey do with the opportunity? We will uh, get to that. Uh, got an email here from Chip, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Obviously, you want a genius that can recruit, that has character. But please get a guy that has positive energy and fire that carries over to the whole program. So that is that's big. Bo had a little too much negative emotion. Riley and Frost, very little emotion. Uh, maybe Mickey will bring it. And yes, I would take, dare I say, Urban. We'll get Urban's thoughts. We'll hear from Urban Meyer on the Nebraska Geek. Hale Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time, plenty of reaction. We have, Elijah, we haven't even gone to the game. How much beer you drank after the game? Numbers to get in, 1-800-825-5865-466-3776. More thoughts on uh, Trev and the direction Nebraska can go. 
uh, with Mickey Joseph. What's the win total for you? How serious are you considering Mickey? I think Mickey's got a shot, man. Mickey's got an absolute shot. Right now, if I'm leaning, it's placeholder versus full-time guy. Mickey's got a good and long list of experience. The thing that's sweet about Mickey is, is his story. His story is tough neighborhood, great family, hardworking family, but tough neighborhood. Family has been everything to him. And, and Mickey treats his kids that he coaches and recruits, or even if he doesn't sign you like family. And it's, it's the perfect parent, so to speak, is what I'll say. Are you, are you your kid's friend? Or are you are you your kid's parent, right? And we know different examples of that. I'm not going to get on that soapbox and start a war, but um, you know that if if your respect levels high, then there's fewer fewer fits in the in the toy aisle, which is important. And Mickey, man, he does a great job of walking that line between iron fist. But above all, man, he's a motivator. He can develop. He's got an eye for talent. He's got a gift to gab. He's a connector. So he has got all that. He has that locker room fired up. Not that they wanted to be a part of a program again that sees a coach popped two games in, three games into a season. No. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kids that love Frost and good. They should. And, and vice versa. But now you've got a chance to go hear somebody different, work for somebody different, and and, and get this thing shifted around. And, and speaking of that, there was a comment in from a former player, I think it was Fabian Washington, yep. over the weekend. Remember Fabe. And uh, he said something along the lines of, I think it was Fabian Washington, but I know it was a former player, along the lines of, it, within a program, you need to have a healthy fear of making mistakes. In terms of, you need to have that fear, you know? If I make a mistake here, if I get burnt over the top, they're going to pull me from this game. They're going to see if somebody else can do it. You know, that healthy fear of, you know what? If uh, if I'm not bringing it at practice, I'm going to be running stairs after practice. Not, not, not a, a complete fear, but a healthy fear of what consequences could come if you're not up to the standard. No. And, and I don't think you ever saw that healthy fear within Nebraska's program under Scott Frost. Because there was nobody behind you, again, back to building depth and recruiting and development, no one behind you that's going to take your job. Mm. Or in some instances, uh, if you were behind somebody and they weren't someone you brought in, you're not going to see time, potentially. Mm. That that happens in programs. So let's go to Pete. Pete, thanks for calling. Welcome in. How are you doing today? We're good. We're busy, man. Pete, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm conflicted. I really, really wanted Scott Frost to work out, uh, but it didn't. So we move on. But listen to Trev Alberts. If you listen to his words, I think he wants to get a coach that's going to reflect Nebraska people and their values. And that, I think, entails you got to be physical, light of scrimmages. You've got to practice really hard. You've got to run the ball some to open up some pass. You have to have good fundamentals and well-coached. And I think most Nebraska fans would be happy with that. But one of the things I just want your listeners out there, please don't run Scott Frost down. Mm-hmm. He's a Husker. He's one of us. He tried. He did what he thought was best. It didn't work out. But he's a good guy. So I'll hang up and listen to your comments. One one name that might pop up 
a little bit in my mind that I thought was an excellent coach was Jerry Kill, and I see he's coaching again. But I thought he got the most out of his players, and I thought he really developed players. He too. was absolutely incredible at Minnesota. Uncle Jerry was fantastic. He had some health issues. He's still back coaching. I don't quite get what what Jerry's deal is or was. Why he had? I mean, he left Minnesota for health issues. We're talking eight wins, nine wins, and some big time wins. Okay, and then he ends up being a special assistant at Kansas State, and he was a special assistant at TCU for Gary Patterson down there. And now he's at New Mexico State. Now he's a head coach again. And and thanks for the phone call, Pete. Appreciate you doing that. No, I, I think Kill was incredible. I loved Kill. I kind of wanted Kill here when uh, I didn't want him to, to pop Bo, but I wanted Kill here. If they were going to move on from Bo, then let's go get Jerry. Let's go get Uncle Jerry. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad he's still coaching again, but his health is dicey, or it's maybe it's better. I don't know. There was some epilepsy issues, clearly. And one thing I said both to my roommates last night and to some people who who texted me was that that Trev Alberts is not short of candidates here for this job, and he's going to have a lot of time to to think and vet through candidates. This is not going to be a case of you know what we're firing our coach and we got two weeks to get this thing right. He's got time. He's got a long list of candidates to make it through, and I fully trust that Trev Alberts is a guy. Uh, that is going to do his homework on these hires. So, so let's, that's why I said earlier in the show, let's not lock ourselves in on one candidate, whether it be Matt Campbell or, God forbid, Urban Meyer or, or whoever this candidate could be because there is a long list of guys. And even like even today, I'm hearing new candidates and going, oh, yeah, that's a great candidate. Why, didn't I th- why haven't I thought of that before? I'm sure Trev Alberts is going through that same experience. Listen, Nebraska has the, the money and the resources in the fan base and the NIL to, to make this a really appealing hire where it can put some recruiting base concerns to bed. But you got to go get somebody, too, from a recruiting standpoint that, that has some pipelines, man. That's the other thing. Like, I, I wonder about Scott's recruiting pipelines because you could kind of go to a lot of different spots in Florida. And this isn't to bash. It's just a question out loud. I mean, I, I think Beckton's money. I like Fisher a lot, right? And I think Chins has done a good job as a recruiting coordinator, meaning he's a, he's a defensive coordinator that recruits. I mean, he got you Cam Taylor-Britt, and I think Logan Smothers we haven't seen a ton of, but I think he's a hell of a good football player when he's at, when he's in. Dicey on that fumble. but So, listen, there, there are guys, but as a head coach, do you have any pipelines? Do you have any sweet spots? Florida – was it was a, a big time spot for Urban Meyer with the Bosa brothers? Okay, mm-hmm. there was a connection there. What did what did Urban Meyer do? He went and hired uh, Larry Johnson from Penn State. Penn State was printing first round defensive talent in the NFL. Guess what? They all come to Ohio State, mm-hmm. right? And you got to have somebody like that on your staff. And I do. You, you got Bill Bush. You have Mickey Joseph. I think Brian Applewhite's phenomenal. Uh, and I think Raiola also from a Polynesian connection could could do well. And then there's Whip. I think I think Whip and Mickey will be great together. I think they really do like one another. Who do we got? We got Doug here up against the shot clock. Uh, Doug, go for it, bud. Sorry about it. If we got to carry you. Ah, Doug ejected. I sh- should have shut up. Doug, give us a ring back. We've got time for you at four six six three seven seven six. But I'll add here uh, to to your point about this current coaching staff with Mickey at the helm. I, I don't believe that this is Trev's top plan. 
by any means. Mickey will have to, we can hit this later in the show maybe. Yeah. Mickey will have to do some serious work this season, I think, to, to retain this head coaching job. I think if it's Trev's preference, Tre- Trev's going to get his guy. Yeah. But it's, it's going to take a, a big performance from Mickey Joseph through these final nine games if he wants to retain this no, job. Totally fair. Totally fair. But you get the opportunity. Is, is he uh, like one of his mentors, Ed Orgeron, right? Easy Ed was the interim guy until he stuck for six years at LSU. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out with Hail Varsity. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We're streaming on ESPN's Twitter, Facebook, ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, Twitter, and then Hail Varsity's radio handle on Twitter, HVarsity Radio. can watch the show that way, interact that way. As uh, Bill tweeted at us, what's he think about Chris Peterson? Uh, he thinks that Chris Peterson should get a phone call for the Nebraska opening. Let's get to the phones, though, as Nick has been patiently waiting. Nick, go ahead. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. I just wanted to uh, go ahead and say that, you know, having this good practice and working hard and having all those values, they are important, but that's already happened. That was already happening, supposedly, according to the former coach. And so I Do think, you think they've been practicing need- well. I mean, I, they, they aren't tackling anybody. I don't think the practice is well, the, the, the setup. Well, they can have a two-and-a-half-hour practice in the morning. Have they been hitting anybody and wrapping up? Doesn't look like it. Well, we'll never know. We, 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 just, we just believe what we were told, and so that's kind of what we were doing. But, you know, Scott Frost, he um, kind of was that. You know, he was the prodigal son that was supposed to kind of bring it all together. I think what you need is somebody that is a proven winner, mm-hmm. and that's what it takes in college football is a proven winner. And that's all it takes. So who's your guy? Um, a proven winner. You 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 jot any name down on there, you know, as long as he has – he doesn't have to check every single box um, in that aspect. I think, you well, know, you, you have mean, to have – You're probably Nick, not going to find the guy that does check every single box. Nick, what, what about a proven winner that checks the wrong kind of boxes potentially? And well, I'm asking you about well, Urban. Well, you you have to have some obviously morals. You know, you have to, <laughs> you know, you you have to have some, but you also have to, you know, kind of, you know, be under the radar a little bit. And you know, people people will do those things, but never get caught. And the ones that do look bad, and and yeah, that's gotcha. what happens. Nick, thanks um, for the. Go ahead. You, you you just need to, in the words of Aaron Rodgers relax good work and find yourself a proven winner nick appreciate the phone call man give us a shout anytime so what i took away from that is nick thinks that trev albert should be doing ayahuasca during the offseason to find this head coach in the words of aaron Rodgers, possibly uh well <laughs> try it at your own <laughs> risk uh paul wrap us up here in hour one go ahead bud hey how's it going guys good um like most all your callers we're sad to sad to see the scott frost tenure come to an end but we have to do something. Um, also, uh, my main point to call today was was I have a real issue with how Scott had discipline on his team. I always get torqued off when I see a defensive back 
make a tackle or or even make a play 20 yards down the field and then celebrate for it. Yeah. You got uh, torched for a first down. Why are you happy? Right, exactly. Uh, if In the first place, it should have been an incomplete pass or should have tackled him at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff I'd like to see whoever takes over the reins uh, kind of put a nip in the bud on that stuff. Paul, thank you for listening. Appreciate you hanging on. One more, one more suggestion. Yep. How about how about Ed Orgeron? Well, I'm sure Mickey will give him a shout. Uh, he'll he'll be brought in. That'll do out for our one. Charlie McBride next. Each year, approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer. Of those children, nearly 30% will not survive, and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life. We're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th Annual Team Jack Foundation Radiothon presented by the Home Agency on September 29th. Become a champion for a cure for just $20 a month. Visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more. Thank you for helping us fight for a cure. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Thanks for spending time at Tower 2 at Tail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbo. We'll get to more of your phone calls and emails, 466-3776. It is that time, though. It's a Monday with Charlie, Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride. Coach, how's the weather up there by the lake? I am. I'm sitting, actually sitting in the rain. It's not raining hard. It's just kind of that drizzly <laughs> stuff. So it's it's o- it's Oklahoma Nebraska rain is what you're telling me. Yeah, I know. It's just it, it's nice though. My <laughs> wife's sitting there with me. She's left though. She's doing something else, but I mean it, it's beautiful. But every time he calls me, I think he's I, you know, everybody's getting fired. I thought they fired me today. <laughs> no, 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 never, ever, ever, ever. Charlie McBride's with us here on Monday with Charlie. Now we love you. The, the listeners love you, and we yeah. are so appreciative. So don't don't think that. But I, you know, we coach. We've been doing this a long time together, and we've unfortunately had these Mondays. You know, um, where. There's a change Brother. that's that's been made. What what is your reaction to to Scott being let go? Well, it, it, you know, I mean, I I was a coach, so I, every time somebody gets fired, you're you know you're messing with the whole family. You're messing with all everybody, and I, you know, it it it, it hurts Debbie and I a little bit because we hate being around families that get messed up and. Mm-hmm. Some guys looking for jobs and stuff, which is I. Everybody's done. If you're in the coaching profession, you mm-hmm. expect that too, uh, because it looks like the NFL. The coaches they've named it the NFL because it stands for not for long. <laughs> so you know, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just the way things are. And you know, I think the, the you know I asked my wife this morning what she thought, and she said. I know you trust, you know you you, you trust Trev, and he that that should be your answer. I said, well, that's what it is. I trust him. Uh, I trusted him when I 
when he played for us. I trusted him all through the years that I'd known him, and I'm going to say that I, 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 if he if he says it's done, it's done, and that's what I say. <laughs> okay, sure. Because I, it, you know, you don't like to see it. Okay, I mean, especially somebody that did so much for the school mm-hmm. when he played and he tried hard and he did everything you'd ask anybody to do, and those are the things that hurt. Charlie McBride's with us a Monday with Charlie at Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, you, you mentioned Trev, and, you know, as you look at Trev in this role, because Trev's perspective is very unique, and it's really impressive, quite honestly, where he's had to wear the administration hat, and he's done it now at two different places and made tough calls, unpopular calls. But he, uh-huh. he did what he thinks best. He's been a player for you that understands the Nebraska way of development. So he gets it from a player perspective. And and then also uh, from the broadcasting and polish side of things, uh, the, the, the media game. I mean, he did that forever with ESPN right. and CNN. So he's really kind of got the trifecta here of, of the, the landscape of a sport and all, all the sides. What... Why, why, what makes you trust Trev? Uh, I'll ask it. I'll well, ask it that way. I think one of the things is is what he says he does. Uh, he's not somebody that tells you something that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. He, if he if it doesn't happen, he's tried everything he could do to make it happen. Gotcha. And uh, you know he's he's just a kid. To, you know when he, uh, you know before games and everything, he goes. <laughs> Those guys that always said, "Don't worry, coach." Oh, really? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, you, that's impossible not to. But you feel good when 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 your players think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had a lot of them that did. I mean, it. You know, I <laughs> you go back to the Broderick Thomas. Broderick would always say, "Coach, you're going to match these people." <laughs> you know, and everything and. But, and, 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 you know, it was uh, Tommy Frazier was that way. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was really positive person. And, I mean, a guy that, you know, he would he'd always tell me we'd go out to a scrimmage, he'd say, Charlie, we're going to hurt you people today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd sack him about five times. He said, well, we'll have to wait till Wednesday. That's funny. <laughs> we'll scrimmage again. Charlie McBride is with us here on another Monday with Charlie. And, Coach, I I know the the talking point today has been Scott Frost. That's been the the major thing. But I want to go back to to the Saturday night that caused the firing, or at least it was was a big part uh, of the lead-up to the firing. And, I mean, I want to get your reaction to 643 yards of offense from the Georgia Southern Eagles? Uh, I don't even know their mascot at this point. The, the, the just, Fighting Eagles? <laughs> Georgia Southern. What What about the defense and can it get fixed? Well, let's put it this way. Um, there was a lot of people that wanted me to take a hike and we were winning. So I understand that part of it. But, uh, you know, I remember the time when Kansas State threw for 400-plus against us, and we won, but it was ugly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got my name in the paper the next day, you know, which was <laughs> which, which was right. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't anybody wrong about it, mm-hmm. but it was right. And um, 
you know, I think he learned to accept some of that stuff. But when you start getting over 500 or even through 500, you're talking, it, it, it's scary because I've not, I don't think I've ever coached in the game where anybody's ever gotten 600 yards. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat here and watched it and, and I didn't believe it was that many. Uh, although they kept running up and down the field and I kept thinking, here we are, we're going down the field. It's taken us 10 or 15 plays to get there. It's taken them three to get in the end zone or four. And that's kind of scary, you know, right then. Um, so I don't know what the time was. I, um, I haven't got my official notes yet. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, and everything that I look at, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's very good. Um, you know, I, 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 I said some things before. I guess that uh, that I think are important. I think the one thing is, if you don't stop the run, you can't win. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, you know, you can't you can't do it. And if you look at some games, I think one game we played in a bowl game might have been even Florida, where they were minus two yards rushing. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know. We stopped the run, right? And mm-hmm. and I said that in the press conference, and everybody laughed and giggled. Hey, you stopped the run, you know, and this and that. Well, then our players know that all they're going to do is throw the ball so they can tee off on their, their in their assignments. They don't have to, you know, look for the run. They can just go ahead and look for the pass. And, you know, one of the things I really, really – learned in that that thing and I, of course I learned it before I've heard guys say coaches when I've when I've been different places every play is a pass and uh, that's how we want you to get off the ball and so probably my last five or six years that's the way I I took it every play is a pass and play the run on the way to the quarterback gotcha <laughs> you know good. and uh, <laughs> but I think you have to you have to really work on your trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember John uh, uh, John Perella coming back and talking about the guys that played defensive end for them out there and the, and how many reps they repped the same thing over and over because that was what they did. Even though everybody knew that's what they did, they made it better than they could block it. Mm-hmm. They kept you know fighting over it and and they had a counter off of it. And sometimes two of them. So, and that's the things they worked on. One or two pass, one or two ways they had, and everybody knew it that played in the NFL and knows it now. Um, but they, they just couldn't stop them. I mean, they were so good at what they did. Coach, and, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts here on on Mickey Joseph taking over. You know, Mickey, you coached when Mickey was here. Love him. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I did. You know, you know, this is kind of a funny thing to say. But Mickey was really a second-team quarterback, and he knows what it is to be a second-team quarterback. He knows how it hurts, you know? Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with his compassion to the players and how he, you know, feels about them because he's been there. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, that kid was always positive. I mean, always you know, I mean, he acted like he was the starting quarterback. And uh, when you have kids around like that that believed in the program like that and know that you, he may never get in the game, 
you know, and and stuff like that. You know, you have a lot of respect for those people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, guys that stand up, some of them want to quit and go home. You know, and that's that's what this thing has opened up, a bunch of put all the babies out and they go home somewhere after they transfer about three times. You know, I can understand guys that want to play in the NFL and think they have a chance and they are good, Mm -hmm. that they're probably playing in maybe the wrong school and and they know it and so does a lot of people. But, you know, it's anytime you start doing it two and three and four times and, you know, it's, it, it doesn't look good for your character. Coach, what do you think about Oklahoma coming to town? Are you coming back for Oklahoma? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, yeah, well, I think I think you're going to be putting some eye black on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back to moon them. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I'm, good. Yeah, we're going to. I talk. In fact, I did talk to Tom today, and Ooh. I said. I said he he called me and asked me if I wanted to sit up there with him, and I said, "Well, I do, and I will, but we can't hear any noise up there, anybody, you know." So, but I mean, that was a that was to him that was a joke because yeah. he knows that I like to hear people banging each each other, and but I uh, I, I would miss it. I think the one thing is is once somebody mentioned there might be some of the coaches. That are still moving, you know. At Oklahoma, maybe coming to the back to the game too, because of the, uh, you know, kids having their, their, uh, you know, they're having a big party, I guess, for the seventy-one and seventy and seventy-one teams, which oh, wow. were, uh, they were loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, and uh, I, I, I think it's. You know, I think it's a, you know, it's a deal that I, I feel like I, if I missed it, it'd be part of my life that I would be sorry for. Sure. Well, you got a prediction for me? Can Nebraska oh, they, keep it they, interesting? Oh, this will be a nail-pounding job. I mean, this this is this is going to be more exciting, I think, for the fans. I think they ought to be more excited than anything they've ever had because I think, you know, here you got a, a young kid that's going to be out there and he's going to be as nervous as, <laughs> as you can get. And and the players know it and everything else, and I think you're going to find out some of these guys are going to play like they, they can hmm. play. Wow. You know, and I've always, Go ahead. I've always, told, I've always told those kids, You've never. I always ask them how hard have you played as hard as you can. They say yes, and I just answer no. You haven't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's they're going to play the no. You haven't part. That's impressive, Coach. We we got just about ninety seconds left, but there's a lot of names out there for the opening. What what what's your reaction when you hear Urban Meyer? Oh, I don't. I don't know all that stuff anymore. I, oh, Urban Myers, a heck of a football coach. I mean, you know, I, I think you, you just have to look at. I really think you still have to go sometimes with a person that really knows what this place is made of. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might be all wrong. I mean, 
you know, I watched the Michigan man stuff out yeah. here, and the first Michigan man, they ran out of town. The second Michigan man, they ran out of town. Yeah. No, now, they got one, now they got one like they didn't have two local four that they fired. But mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that Nebraska is a special place. And and I don't I don't know if you know me that well, but I had a chance to go to some places before, and and I stayed at Nebraska because it's it's a special place, mm-hmm. and the fans are, are you know if you're going to work in an environment you couldn't work for anybody better than Coach Osborne, and mm-hmm. we had a great staff, a bunch of good guys that really worked hard. And, uh, you know, those those things and the fans, you know, the fans are, they're the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they, they don't, they're not just fans. They're part of the football team. And uh, even when they feel bad, they're still part of the team. <laughs> Charlie McBride's <laughs> with us. Coach, we will, we will see you this weekend, and I got to play the wings for you, all right? Okay. Do it. Okay. Yeah, I will get you. I'll be there. I know you will. I'll get you some wings. Hey, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for your time today, Coach. Okay, you bet. Bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Love hearing from him. Phones are yours. Open up here till 6. Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency. When you think of Union Omaha, what comes to mind? The high level of play, the inviting atmosphere, the amazing promotions, huh? I spoke to a former player, and when I asked for one thing that made playing for Union Omaha so special, he responded with the people, his teammates, the staff, and the fans. The super passionate, crazy awesome fans, that is. Why am I bringing this up? Because I want to remind you that the people are just as important to the team as the team is to them. There are plenty of matches down the stretch, and we want to see you in the seats. Get your tickets now now before it's too late and now and now back to hail varsity radio thanks for your time it's hail varsity presented by the nebraska lottery we'll have the full charlie mcbride mondays with charlie posted on our hail varsity radio twitter at h varsity radio also espn lincoln we're streaming live here the hail varsity twitter feed as well as espn lincoln and the um, ESPN Lincoln Facebook, so can interact that way. Can always email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. We'll get to more of your calls in just a second. Who's who's on hanging on with us? Oh, we have Eric and Steve both Eric, hanging on with right. us. As, Eric uh, and Steve. Eric and Steve, hang on. I want to get to Tom Chattel real yes. quick, and we'll also get to Urban Meyer shortly. But Tom Chattel sat down with uh, Coach Osborne. We just had. Coach McBride talk about the the emotions for the weekend. We're excited that Coach McBride's back. Uh, we are excited that Coach Switzer is going to catch up with us as well uh, this week. That's fun. So you had Tom Chattel, and we'll talk to Tom this week as well. We were we were big Tom Chattel guys at the World Herald, but he uh, he sat down with Coach Osborne and just to give you a couple three quotes here from Chattel. And Coach Osborne, naturally, it's sad to see that things worked out for Scott the way they did. He was a remarkably good coach, proved that at Oregon, again at UCF. 
went through some difficult things, probably didn't inherit a lot of great talent, had the COVID year. And then last year he was on the verge of winning five or six more games. Some of that has to do with coaching, and some of that has to do with the bounce of the football. He didn't have a lot of good bounces. I like him very much personally. Very sorry for it to see it work out like it did. So that was that was his take on on Scott. His take on Mickey, and that's what, what Coach McBride was so great about, talking about Mickey's charisma, his personality, his energy. Mickey's a very energetic guy. I like Scott, and like Scott, has a lot of good experience. Coached at a lot of places. I'm sure he'll put his mark on the thing and do anything he can to be successful. And the final comment here about Trev, right? Trev's kind of caught in the middle here, right? But that's the job. And Trev has a tough job. He's going to make decisions and get advice from all kinds of people. And he can't just please everybody. And Osborne also went on to say, as he was talking to Tom Chattel, he hasn't spoken to Frost recently, but said they talked pretty fairly regularly. And Osborne had watched practice once or twice a week, and they'd speak after practice or in Frost's office. And Coach Osborne was like, look, I tried not to be intrusive, and I tried to give advice if he asked for it. Is there anything specific Frost could have done differently the last five years? And this is Coach Osborne's answer. Again, this is Tom Chateau with Coach Osborne, World Herald. You could always do things differently. I could have, (laughs) Coach Osborne here, look at his dry sense of humor. I can see him saying it. I could have kicked the extra point (laughs) against Miami, he said laughingly. If I had known I wasn't going to make the two-point play, I should have taken the point. And when it comes to the type of hire that Nebraska needs, he used to coach against people and see them in coaches' meetings. And uh, he's been removed enough now that he doesn't have any personal knowledge. There's nobody right now that would jump out to me. It's important to give Mickey every chance to do the best he can. And it'll be interesting with Oklahoma. You get Oklahoma and then the Big Ten, and there are quite a few coaches in the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten doesn't give you any cheap stuff. We'll have a little bit more from from Tom Chattel and, and Coach Osborne. The phone line's open the rest of the hour, 466-377-6800-825-5865. Who's with us? Eric. Eric, thanks for hanging on, bud. Go ahead. You bet. Hey, how's it going? I'm a fan of the show, guys. Thanks, so man. I got just a couple quick takes. Uh, first one about Coach Joseph. Um, I believe he'll, he'll have to show improve, of course. I do believe we probably got the right guy for the job. Um, I just I, I just could tell he's going to work extra extra hard. You know, he's the mm-hmm. first black coach at, at Nebraska Athletic Spirit. I think that's going to light some fire on him. Of course, he's passionate about it. He played here. He'll be the former quarterback that'll be the head coach that'll probably really do a good job, I believe. That's my first take. And secondly, on the defense, I just believe we need to go back to how we were under uh, Coach McBride, bump and run defense, getting physical, you know, jamming at the line of scrimmage. When you're playing five to seven yards off, these teams are just playing pitch and catch, dink and dunking on us. Bump and run defense gives your defensive line an extra two to three seconds to get to the quarterback or your blitzes to hit home. There's a reason why we're not getting to the quarterback because they're, they don't have to. They could just say hike and throw it right out there. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter if you had the Watt brothers and Aaron Donald. You know, on the defensive line, when the quarterback is just hiking and throw it to a wide open receiver, 
Now, you know, you got to try to tackle in space. It just makes it a lot more harder on the defensive side of things. So, Eric, I'll say this, man, you're, you're right on about some press coverage. Yeah. Now, back in the day, you had Baron Miles, Tyron Williams, Stokes, Booker, Minter, uh, uh, Mike Brown, Ralph Brown. Yeah. You had some dudes. I think Newsom's pretty money, and I like. I really like uh, Buford. He's he had a hell of a game last game. He's a heck of a player. He is awesome. And then you have uh, you have Farmer, but. I, I just don't know that you got the pass rush this year. I mean, it needs to step up, even if they do play bump and run. Yeah, I just feel like that give you know that gives you an extra couple seconds for the for the pass rush to hit home. But when the receivers are when the corners are playing five to seven yards off, and then they're backpedaling when the ball snaps, now you're looking at ten yards of space, yeah, and they don't sure. have to you know the pass rush don't have a chance to get there. Neither do none of these blitzes, you know. So I, I I wish hopefully some Husker uh, players and coaches are listening about as much as to get to Coach Joseph and and Chenander and them because uh, Chenander has not run any press coverage since he's been there and I really think it's a mistake I really think the defense will be a lot better and then the vastly improve with some physical you want a defense to be physical you start right there being physical you know right at the line of scrimmage when the ball snaps Absolutely. instead of being passive. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Eric, appreciate you, man. Good stuff. Love that phone call. Good work from Eric. And a little press coverage. I like you know who looked really good, and and I know he was off the ball a little bit. Was 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 Newsom? I mean, I, Newsom was beating the heck out of the dude, getting off blocks in that first part of the ball game. But you just got to get home. You got to get home, and you, you got to get some pressure. I think what three or four pressures and. 23 dropbacks. And every single Elijah, time they, they in the they, first half. Every single time half. they got pressure, it threw that Georgia Southern uh, offense off. And and the offensive line for Georgia Southern, give them credit where credit is due. They did an awesome job uh, not only picking up the four pass rushers, but uh, picking up blitzes, keeping Kyle Van Trees clean. They did a great job with that. I want to give credit where credit's due. Sure. But at the same time, you're Nebraska. If you need to get pressure on a quarterback, you should be able to, to generate some sort of pass rush, whether it be through scheme, through blitz, uh, through the superior athletes that you have on the outside, or on, on the edges, I should say. You should be able to generate pass rush, and, and that was really disappointing because you, they were hanging. This, it's a young, inexperienced secondary, and they were hung out to dry. I mean, really, but they, but it, it, they was, it was a couple of plays. The interceptions that, that Buford made. One was insane. And it came yeah. because, of, because of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Tanner's there, man. I think Tanner can get there. Garrett can bull rush. And, and, and O'Shawn has the ability. Well, we'll see what, what is concocted this week. We'll hear from Coach Joseph tomorrow and, and get his take. Excited also tomorrow on the show, Tony Davis going to be with us. Joe Washington with us. And then uh, Tuesday with Kaz, Rick Kaczynski will be with us. Kaz's take on things. He was right. He said, you got to make Van Trees move his feet. Didn't get him hurried up, flustered, didn't happen. Didn't happen enough. Mitch Sherman tomorrow as well. And uh, we'll have Coach Switzer with us Wednesday. Steve with us? Yes, Steve, sir. thanks for hanging on. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, I uh, Boy, I hope Coach Charlie's right, but I think, uh, I think Mickey Joseph's just set up to fail at least right away. And uh, I think Oklahoma's going to take Nebraska behind the woodshed. Could happen. Lines at 11 and a half. That seems low. Mm-hmm. Right now, the way Nebraska's defense has been playing, and you're going to see a, a different you're going to see a different opposing defense, Stevo, with uh, with Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't have the the three beasts off the edge like they did last year. That said, it's still Oklahoma recruits yeah. that are going to come after your Nebraska offensive line. 
Oh. You need you got you to be able to run the ball. Yeah, much. real quick. I, I hope the Queen gets as nice a eulogy as uh, as Albers gave uh, Frost. That's fair, <laughs> fair take. Okay. Very fair take, Steve. Thanks Bye. for the phone call. Appreciate it. <laughs> I hope the Queen gets as good a eulogy as Frost. That's pretty good. That was that was classy. That was Trev. Trev is classy. Absolutely. But some new energy, some excitement. Let's be frank. It's intrigue, right? It, you're intrigued about Saturday. You might be like Steve, and it could be pinata time. And you could be like Eric and think Mickey Joseph's your guy moving forward. Sure. And, and you know what? If he gets it handled, that's really cool. I'm, I'm somewhere in between. Uh, I think that. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm with you, but I do think there is something that. Uh, a, a change just at the top can do with the mood of a team, Brother, the motivation it's, it's, of a team. It's new voice. And then Oshan was coming out of the training facility yesterday mm-hmm. and was asked about the change. And I think you've got Mickey from a winning program. And Scott was at the helm of sub 500 and the eight consecutive one score losses. We're at eight now, right? Ten. Okay, thank you. Oh wait, uh, I guess Ohio State is the one in there. That's but you're 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 you well you're you've setting you're set a record. Yes. Okay, you set a record. I think nine of the last ten were nine the of the ten because that's right. Boom. Ohio State kicked that light. You won. Goal. You beat North Dakota. How soon we forget? <laughs> uh, and I'll also just say I said it earlier in the show, but. In order for Mickey Joseph to really get a, a chance to, to come back and lead this program again, to be, to be the guy, Dude, wait, what's the number? Six and three he probably has no, to go? He, he's got to win Saturday, and he's got to go three and one in November. And you can you can misstep, but it's got to be six and three. Seven and two seals it. It's, it's icing. Who's with We've us? We've got Mo on the line. Mo, thanks for hanging. Go ahead, bud. Hello. You're on, Mo. Go for it. Okay. I just... I just called. The, I wanted to say I I wish Scott Frost the best because I think he, with a bad situation, he did the best he could. And I've been uh, watching Nebraska football since Oklahoma lost to Nebraska and snapped their seventy-five game win streak. So nineteen fifty-nine, long time ago. Yeah, and. I've I've seen a lot of good coaches, seen a lot of bad ones, but I will say as a fan, if they bring Urban Meyer in, I'm done. We don't need those kind of problems. He left Florida in a scandal. That wasn't us, Mo. That and wasn't. Who knows? Mo, we're losing you. But no, your your sentiment is echoed. By many, Mo, call any time. Thanks for doing so at 466-3776. Phone lines open. What a joy to here on Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're presented by Currency. What does Urban think of the Nebraska job? We'll have that next. Yeah. 
Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hail Varsity. We're presented by your friends at Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, Urban Meyer will speak here in a little bit. Uh, he was on BTN. What's he think of the Nebraska job? It totally takes the right guy for the Nebraska job. It's an elite brand. Is it an elite job? And you just got to target the right guy that's ready for a challenge. And it, it is going to be a challenge, but it's not It's not insurmountable. You've got to be able to recruit the 500-mile radius, but above all, you got to be able to develop talent, be willing to develop talent, and and be good. Be good at your evaluation. If you do land a, a three-star or a four-star, he better be a dude. The three-star is okay to, to, to get when you're competing if it's a guy that's like Kenny Bell or Amir Abdullah, right, uh, or a Tommy Armstrong. And th- those are some high three-stars that Nebraska won recruiting battles for, and, and they were a little different. They were a little different because of how they gambled. Kenny was in a veer offense, just as an example, but guess what? Kenny uh, – <laughs> Kenny could never be caught. They'd throw like three times a game. Kenny, go run, or go, go run the football down. Amir, too tiny to play running back in the Big Ten or the SEC, so you're going to play a defensive back. Where have we heard that before, right? Go get some thick dude named Quincy Inunua. Let him split out, and he may not be a, a 4-4 guy, but he's going to beat the hell out of your safety and your corner and just get him the football. So Nebraska can find a guy that is um, – a difference maker and you can develop some difference makers. So when a difference maker goes down, someone's ready to ready, ready to go and aren't rushed into service. Dex, hang on for me. Quick reminder. Do you want tickets to the Oklahoma game? Well, uh, red zone tickets have you covered. Uh, they've been selling fun since 2001. And if you can't go, and you're looking to sell some tickets, uh, Red Zone Tickets buys and sells tickets for you, all types of events. But we're thinking Oklahoma, Nebraska this weekend. Also, Husker Volleyball, uh, Nebraska football tickets, NFL action. What a great opening weekend. We'll get to that at some point. Creighton basketball concerts. Dave Matthews going to be in town. So uh, they are your spot for that as well. RedZoneTickets.com is where you go. They're locally owned. They're from Omaha. They're amazing people. And they are reliable. Uh, and they're a local source. Local is better. An A-plus bi- Better Business Bureau rating. And 100% guarantee on all dollars, you'll receive authentic tickets and experiences. You'll never forget that. Get the bucket list crossed off and create those memories that last a lifetime. Visit RedZoneTickets.com. That's RedZoneTickets.com. Tex, thanks for hanging. Go ahead. Hey, thanks a lot, Schmitty. Um, I'm probably like... 99-plus percent of everybody listening and beyond that hopes Mickey Joseph can uh, make it after this year and get a get a four- or five-year deal. But 
Uh, if not, I, there's a name I really haven't heard much of, and uh, it, it ties in with uh, with the game this week. Is is uh, Bob Stoops on anybody's radar? I mean, he's he's played Nebraska a handful of times. He yeah. knows the lay of the land as far as the Midwest goes. I, I just want to know what Bob, your thoughts were. Bob, you know, in, in text, it's awesome to hear from you again, brother. Thanks for listening bet, as long as you have. I'll say this. Um, no, Bob's Bob's been mentioned. Bob's worth a phone call. I talked to Dean Blevins and Coach Switzer this morning, and they just shook their head and kind of grinned. Good idea, but it isn't going to happen because Bob's Bob's got uh, his, his kids playing here, so Bob's going to be here watching his son. He kind of gets bored, so yeah, he did big noon on on Fox last year while Urban was getting blasted out of the out of Jacksonville. But seems like the type of guy who enjoys the stress free lifestyle of retirement. He has done his time. He yep. did eighteen years. He did eighteen years at Oklahoma. He won a national championship, played for four, and he fed the monster, as Coach Switzer talks about. You got to feed the monster. The monster is that football program. That is winning ball games, winning big ball games, finishing in the top five, or winning a championship. You got to feed the monster. And he handed off to Lincoln Riley. Now, uh, he was right to do so, he was selfless to do so, but. Got burned on it. So it, now it, so now his old partner's Venables is back. That's fine. But Stoops is he's he's probably right around sixty. Mm-hmm. I think so. Sixty, sixty one. Looks great. Looks doesn't doesn't look sixty. There's a lot of forty year olds that look sixty that are coaching in the Big Ten. So no. You better I, I don't believe so. To, he's to turned me, the NFL down and he turned Oklahoma down again. To me, Trev Albert said yesterday that he wants a guy that is fully committed to this, a guy that doesn't have a lot of hobbies. And Bob Stoops does not strike me as the type of guy who is, A, willing to be in this for the long haul, the long haul it's going to take to to rebuild this program, and B, not the type of guy who is going to fully dedicate himself to this. You know, just in terms of the fact that he is enjoying retirement right now. And I don't think he needs to see his name up in the limelight. You'll see his son. I mean, coaches sacrifice... Every Friday night their kids ever had, or dance recitals ever yep. had, exactly. or family ski trip, because guess what? It's signing day over spring break. Uh, do we have time for one of Urban's? Yes, we do. All right, Vic says, bleep Urban Meyer. I will absolutely stop watching Nebraska if they hire Urban. Vic saying, just, I'm just saying, and he helps Mickey, uh, Mickey, if Mickey can go five and four, does he get the job? Fair question. I think he's got to exceed that. We got to figure out who's really interested in Nebraska, uh, and I think Trev. How how much of a sell job does Trev have to go go to or go with? Here is uh, part of Urban on the Nebraska gig on BTN. Especially for the older people that grew up in the Tom Osborne, Devaney era, where I mean they were tough. They were the Alabama of college football, and they had great players, high draft picks. The offense that you couldn't stop, uh, the black shirts on defense. So, you know, they had an identity in Texas recruiting and California recruiting. And when they made the move to the Big Ten, you're now playing teams, obviously, in the Midwest and East Coast. And the families in Texas and families in California, you really don't have that much interest in because you don't get to see your, your kids play. So they got to really, and I know they've had success in, the, in New Jersey before, but. You know, the recruiting uh, footprint of Nebraska really have to be identified. It, it does. And, and Urban has recruited really well. Urban's walked into two situations that were loaded. 
Now, it's funny because, I mean, Urban, Urban followed the guy who followed Spurrier, better timing, but he also followed the sweater vest who was loaded up with talent. He didn't, he didn't screw it up. He hasn't really truly built from the ground up since Utah. No, he's, well, well and guess who was helping him in Utah? Bill Bush. He had the first pick overall in the NFL draft for two years. All right. You get to Florida. I'll say this about Urban. He didn't miss on quarterbacks because he had Tim Tebow, but he had to kick Cam Newton out of school for ripping off a computer, allegedly. And Cam went to Auburn. So the Tebow's successor, remember it all went to hell once, once Tebow left? <laughs> Tebow's successor was, was Cam Newton. Bang. There, there's a... There's another championship for you. Nebraska needs a guy that has proven, as I said earlier in the show, that he can build from the ground up, from the basement floor. Urban's built. I don't necessarily think he's built from the ground floor, dating back to Utah. That, that's I mean, my take. He did well at Bowling Green, and then he was at Utah, two, two smaller gigs, but we'll see. More th- I'll add, what's his investment going to look like here? If he were to come, which is crazy talk, I think. No, I, I don't think you go to him. Uh, you just don't. We'll wind down a great show today. Thanks. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency and don't forget, man, it is going to be rocking. It is Oklahoma-Nebraska week. We got Coach Switzer coming on with us. We are going to be at the bar. The bar, the bar, 16th and P, Seth and Gregors, your friends from Lazari's. The bar is an institution, right? And we are going to be there 7.30 to 9.30 pre-gaming for you at the bar with the weekend edition Saturday. And, uh, yes, post-game as well. I know that's a Saturday deal, but... Come see us. Come hang out. Are you uh, stuck here, dude? To be determined. It may <laughs> be that way. You are trading every holiday known to man over the uh, Christmas and and uh, New Year's, aren't you? I'm just trying to think how electric post-game show from the bar the bar will be. Well, it was great for Iowa. It, well, it was, it was incredible for Iowa, but it was last year. It was just the, the fact that you urinated down your leg and lost a two-touchdown lead against that offense imagine though if nebraska were to take down oklahoma in a post-game show at the bar the bar we might not be able to hear you might not be able to hear yourself that'll be fun (laughs) i challenge you greg to uh to quote animal house buckle up please do so hands on the wheel eyes and mind straight ahead the driver has one job to do that's uh, buckle up and drive safely. This message has two jobs. This message brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. I have begged you all for emails. You've answered the call. I need to start reading some emails here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start this, too. If you want and to ask Coach McBride something on a Monday with Charlie, we need an Uncle Charlie mailbag. Yes. 
So send an email in to, to me, and I'll ask Charlie for you. Or send a tweet in as well. Yeah, you can do that. At, at HVarsity Radio. Radio. Right. Jinx. Or at Herbal, at Herbal Essence at Schmidt underscore radio. Okay, Greg in Michigan, I don't care who's coaching as long as they win. Love how Urban and PJ Flex names get uh, the masses riled up. Very much so. Uh, Pat uh, emails in. Good evening. Pat from Omaha. God love you. Thanks for listening. Nebraska really needs to look at three Sunbelt Conference coaches. These three coaches each have had success at multiple head coaching programs and have had lasting success. Kurt Congetti at James Madison. Jamie Chadwell. We've heard of Jamie. He does great at Coastal Carolina. Sean Clark, Appalachian State, is going to get no more bye games. Okay? Because App State drilled A&M after almost drilling North Carolina. Should have drilled North. I mean, they put up 60 against Mac. I mean, Mac's still, he ain't chewing solid food yet. <laughs> Mac Brown's still worried. I also want Trev to interview Lance Leipold. God love you. I am seconding that, Pat. I think if I had to lead, my lean's Lance mm-hmm. over Campbell. I'd, and I know it's KU and I know it's Iowa State, but I'm, I'm not too uppity right now if i'm a nebraska fan with where the hell the coach where's the coach coming from he fits that criteria i said earlier proven program builder uh you have uh jamin is not emailing about the show matt emails in no matt campbell ever matt says campbell's uh, in seven years at iowa state a 564 winning percentage matt campbell is the big 12 equivalent to Mike Riley. Get off the high horse, though. Do you know how hard a job be, Iowa State is? I think that's fair. Uh, but let, well, really fast, we had an audio email. should never emailing. be suggested at Nebraska. We'll get to more of your emails Aww. tomorrow, Kevin and Rick. Thank you much. Uh, look at the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hail Varsity Radio, YouTube channel as well. Thanks.